It's Saturday, May the 16th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, American retail plummets and Huawei restrictions tighten. First, the week in brief. American retail sales suffered a second consecutive month of record declines, falling by 16.4% to $404 billion in April. Particularly badly hit were clothing and accessories stores, which suffered an 89.3% year-on-year drop in sales. Online sales in that segment grew 21.6%, but that was not nearly enough to make up for the bricks-and-mortar losses. J.C. Penney, a 118-year-old chain filed for bankruptcy protection, prepared to close some of its 850 stores and indicated it would seek a buyer. Democrats squeaked a $3 trillion coronavirus relief bill through America's House of Representatives. It would spread money far and wide by means of direct payments, aid to states, and hazard pay for frontline workers, if it were to clear both the Republican-held Senate and the President, who has said he would veto it. So the bill stands as an opening bid. The Trump administration threw more petrol onto the flames of the tech war between America and China by tightening trade controls on Huawei and its American suppliers in the semiconductor industry. America's Commerce Department declared that Huawei had continued to use American technology despite being subject to export controls since May 2019. Brazil will soon have its third health minister in a month. Nelson Teich, Brazil's health minister, resigned just four weeks after his predecessor, Luiz Mandetta, was fired by President Jair Bolsonaro, who has belittled the need for social distancing measures to curb COVID-19. The country has become a hotspot with more than 14,000 deaths. German GDP fell by 2.2% in the first three months of the year, the fastest quarterly contraction since the financial crisis of 2007 to 2009 due to COVID-19 lockdowns. Worse is to come. Deutsche Bank forecasts that the economy will shrink 14% in the second quarter and will end the year 9% smaller than at the start. Denmark announced its first day since March without a single death from COVID-19. The country imposed a lockdown in contrast to its much-watched neighbour Sweden, but was also one of the first to subsequently loosen restrictions. The number of new reported infections has been falling too. And British and European Union negotiators admitted that little progress had been made in the latest round of talks designed to shape the post-Brexit relationship. The EU continues to insist on a level playing field. Britain must either accept European regulations or have some of its access to EU markets curtailed. The deadline for Britain to request an extension to the transition period, which in theory expires on December 31st, is the end of June. And now, here's today's agenda. Women rule, Catherine and the Great. If you're looking for a rollicking true story, sex, sumptuous palaces, lavish gowns, and a coup d'etat, the life of Catherine the Great is an obvious choice. Under the rule of this enlightened despot, Russia modernized and grew more powerful. She took lovers and dismissed them when they no longer pleased her. Catherine the Great, a mini-series released in October, turned this material into a straightforward and rather stiff period drama with Helen Mirren in the lead role. The Great, which was released on Hulu, a streaming service, yesterday, takes an altogether different approach. 
Though it follows Catherine, Elle Fanning, the young bride of the oafish Peter III, Nicholas Holt, as she overthrows him and seizes Russia's throne for herself, it is only sort of based on fact. Created by Tony McNamara, the Oscar-nominated screenwriter of The Favourite, the comedy series is earning rave reviews. On television, at least, Catherine still rules. A Cool Story, Snowpiercer In Le Transperce Neige, a French graphic novel published in 1982, an environmental disaster has created an eternal winter. Those who have endured in this bitter new ice age live aboard the Snowpiercer, a train 1,001 carriages long that continuously circumnavigates the globe. Survival does not ensure safety. Inside, class divisions are brutally enforced and a deadly virus rages. It took more than 30 years for the story to be translated into English, but its appeal has only increased with time. In 2013, Bong Joon-ho directed an acclaimed film adaptation, the most expensive Korean production to date, which was licensed by Netflix. On Sunday, a television series will have its premiere on TNT, an American subscription network. Viewers outside America can watch the show on Netflix from May 25th. Though the film and the series do away with the virus subplot, viewers will find this post-apocalyptic tale about confinement chilling all the same. Lockdown Sound, Charlie XCX's self-isolation record. Spare a thought for musicians, dozens of albums have been pulled from release during the pandemic with artists unable to tour, properly promote and shift new music. As sales plummet, casualties have included hotly anticipated comeback albums from the Dixie Chicks and Alanis Morissette. But Charlie XCX, a 27-year-old British singer, has taken a different tack. How I'm Feeling Now, her fourth album, was released yesterday. It was created entirely from scratch at the artist's home as she self-isolates. Taking less than two months to produce, it's the first album shaped by the COVID-19 age. The singer has documented the process on Instagram Live and used regular Zoom calls to invite fans' contributions and feedback. Charlie XCX's distinctive beat-heavy electropop has already earned her two previous Grammy nominations, and early reviews of this latest effort have given it a resounding thumbs up. Pop music's reigning futurist appears to be living up to her image. The Other Way to Zoom, NASCAR's Return Professional American stock car racing, off the tracks since March, returns tomorrow with a race in South Carolina. NASCAR is the first leading American sport to resume, albeit with changes. Stands will be empty and drivers will have their temperatures checked. But though speedways have sat quiet because of the pandemic, NASCAR has been at full throttle, virtually. It pivoted fast to computer-simulated races. Drivers were well prepared. Most already had at-home rigs with steering wheels, pedals, transmission controllers and screens for a cockpit view. Fans lapped it up. Broadcasts set records for eSports. Part of the appeal is hearing drivers' commentary on live streaming platforms. Also a liability, one was suspended for a racial slur. Some may come to miss virtual racing. Without fiery collisions to fear, you can really go for it. Hang it all out, says one. Wreck your fancy ride and you just hit the reset button. Baby, we were born to climb. Chimp evolution. 
Phalanges, the bones of the fingers and toes, are straight in humans, but curved in most other primates. Scientists have long assumed that climbing and hanging in trees causes this bending in humans' closest cousins. But a new paper in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, a journal, disputes this by presenting a model case of nature versus nurture. In the 1930s, Gertrude Lintz, an eccentric New York socialite, reared a chimpanzee named Susie, among many others, as a human child. Lintz trained Susie to walk on two feet and eat using cutlery and discouraged her from climbing. Susie's bones were preserved and researchers have found that her phalanges were curved, just like a wild chimp's. Therefore, bent digits are the result of genetics and not the environment, a finding that could prompt the reappraisal of some hominid fossils. Although Susie's upbringing was unethical, she has made an important posthumous contribution to human paleontology. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Liberace, who was born on this day in 1919. Nakedness makes us democratic, adornment makes us individuals. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.